Al-Bayan Radio presents the following program, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Ramadan, Ramadan Nights on Al-Bayan Radio. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wassalatu wassalamu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Assalamu alaikum dear brothers and sisters and welcome to Ramadan Nights on this 29th night of Ramadan. You heard right, the 29th night of Ramadan, so potentially the last day we are approaching it, we're on the eve of the last day, you can say. I'd like to welcome Sheikh Khaled Muhammad, who is with me in the studio. Assalamu alaikum, dear Sheikh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You had a nice <laughs> smile for the, for, the, for the early start again? Yeah, always, always, alhamdulillah, especially after, hala, we'll discuss where I just was, and that's the reason for our beginning, يعني, a little bit delayed. Uh, alhamdulillah, a good cause, يعني, and like you said, Sheikh, the 29th night, uh, just unbelievable how how quick time passes yeah. and goes. You know that's that's our life in reality. Yani. I think Sheikh, uh, we mentioned this a few times in in the past years. How you just look back at your life and it just feels like yesterday. Subhanallah, uh, that Allah, you were a kid. You know, growing up and things like this. For the twenty ninth night, potentially the last night, as you mentioned, Sheikh of Ramadan. Uh, inshallah, tomorrow we will be praying tarawih though in the centers, uh, as I'm sure the Masheikh have announced. Alhamdulillah. We'll inshallah. Yeah, inshallah. <laughs> So, um, the the viewers, the listeners, we welcome everyone listening on 107.9 FM in Sydney. We will be on 107.9 FM in Sydney to after Eid. But obviously, you can listen to Albayan Radio 24-7 throughout the whole year by downloading our app at the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Or you can listen on things like TuneIn or purchase our Wi-Fi radios or uh, uh, listen online at albayan.com.au. So, this Sheikh, before, before we move on and speak about our topic, Etiquettes of the Qur'an, part number five. Now, alhamdulillah, the rest of the series is there in the description on YouTube. You can watch the whole series, yeah. bi ta'ala. You mentioned before that it being the 29th of Ramadan, and obviously tomorrow will be the 29th day, because the night is before the day, then potentially one more day. Uh, on, on on Friday if the moon is not spotted tomorrow night Which we'll, we'll speak about at the end of today's uh, program inshallah Subhanallah how I remember we discussed it before How even the month in Islam And how the moon is how it starts You know at the start of the month It's a crescent You know And then it grows It becomes a full moon A badr in the middle And then it starts to decrease again Until the end you can barely see it And this is our lives in reality Subhanallah exactly Exactly how we begin, يعني, so weak, so uh, uh, just small, helpless, if you'd like to say. Then we go into uh, complete beings, uh, both emotionally, spiritually, etc. And then towards the end of the life, you know, we hope that we just get better spiritually, but physically, obviously, we begin to deteriorate. And that's why you see, subhanAllah, you know, some of those who are older, uh, they can't even walk anymore. May Allah protect us. They can't even, uh, you know, they can't even uh, do really much, subhanAllah. That's why the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is uh, a beautiful program, maybe we can even leave to next year if Allah gives us the life and the health. You know, the, the things that the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, used to seek refuge in, one of them, he used to say, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min an urad, Oh Allah, I seek refuge in you, lest I return to that, that old age that really, subhanAllah, maybe, you know, we can understand that as you know, when, when you hear that statement, he's a vegetable, for example, Allah protect us. And a vegetable, they say that regarding someone who is, is almost bedridden, pretty much can't do anything, can't even move and stuff like this. For really, that's, that's the end of the life of an individual, the older you get. Uh, obviously, the more you deteriorate physically and, and and the likes, and we ask Allah to protect us from that. And Subhanallah. On the other hand, though, you do see some. You might see, for example, two eighty, two ninety year olds, and one of them is in that state. And the other one still, subhanAllah, his tongue's moist with the remembrance of Allah. He's walking, he's going to the masajid. You know, sometimes you even see some of these brothers, and uh, we have them in almost every masjid, uh, where you see some of these older brothers, subhanAllah, how they uh, are constantly in the masajid for almost every prayer, even the fajr. You know, we have one at Auburn. Allahumma barik lahu. He's there, he's there always early, on time, uh, doesn't miss a day, subhanAllah. And... He's probably almost in his 80s or 90s. You know, the other day uh, he was showing me his uh, foot and it was completely swollen. 
and he still came to the masjid, subhanAllah. And I was just thinking that, Allahumma Musta'an, if this was the foot of, you know, our teenage boys or, or maybe even ourselves, Allahumma Musta'an, you know, would we have came to the masjid? Uh, would we have made excuses? For subhanAllah, and uh, as you mentioned, Sheikh, towards the end of the month, how it gets back to that original state and the likes. Uh, as we said, this is this is the state of, of man, yani, may Allah Azza wa Jal protect us. And the main thing, as we all know, is acceptance and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepting us, being pleased with us. And uh, wallahi, the 29th night, as you said, Sheikh, it's just it's mind-blowing it's mind-blowing it feels like just yesterday i had my first lesson and we're already five lessons almost six lessons in for we just ask allah azza wa jal to accept from us i mean and as we all know like linking everything back to the quran and we're gonna get straight into the etiquettes of the quran after this uh, few after these few words uh, really an indication of, of, of an accepted ramadan is that you continue your good deeds after ramadan and you continue your link with the book of allah and that's why, you know, from the many reasons we have decided to speak about the etiquettes of the Qur'an. So as Muslims, we can maintain that relationship with the Qur'an throughout the rest of the month. Because it is the book of Allah, the words of Allah for every day, for every minute, for every hour of the day. Not only for 30 days, not only for Ramadan only. That's right. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to recite his book at all times. Until the last moments, you know, and this is under the general principle, worship your Lord until you reach certainty or you attain certainty, which is death. Yeah, subhanAllah. So uh, I just wanted to remind the brothers and sisters, try to maintain your link with the Quran. Maintaining these etiquettes, that's and right. Specifically, what we're going to mention tonight, yeah, and, and Sheikh, what, what we mentioned earlier, Allah Azza wa Jal, I pulled up the verse where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He says, "Allahu alladhi khalaqakum min dafin, thumma jala min baghi dafin quwah, thumma jala min baghi quwatin dafin wa shaybah, yahluq ma yasha wa huwa alim al qadir." Allah is He who created you in a state of weakness. And then gave you strength after that weakness. And then after the strength, he gave you weakness again and gray hair. He creates what he wills and is he who is the all-knowing, the all-powerful. But that, that's the state of, of, of man, as we mentioned, subhanAllah. He begins weak uh, and then he grows into someone with that more power, if you'd like to say, more control, more strength. And then he just returns to the weak. And the second thing, Sheikh, as you mentioned, subhanAllah, so importantly, which is the uh, worshipping Allah Azza wa Jal outside of Ramadan as well. You know, I know, uh, I think none of us like to use this phrase really and it's not it's not even used here as a derogative term that phrase Ramadan Muslims uh, I know none of us really like to use this but at the end of the day it's something to contemplate upon it is food for thought in the sense that we don't want to be in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala those who only one month do open the Quran and how many of us uh, may Allah protect us are guilty of this where we pray the night in Ramadan where we open the Quran where we give in charity where we maintain the ties, where we forgive, where we do a lot of these acts of worship and then subhanAllah outside of Ramadan, we go back to those original states. You know, before Ramadan, in the many talks we've all given and the many talks we've all heard, we hear the famous statements which we've even mentioned here subhanAllah a few times. La taj'al yawma sawmik ka yawmi fitrik. Do not make the day of your fast like the day that you're not fasting. Now, outside of Ramadan, subhanAllah, I say to the brothers and sisters, you know, don't make your state after Ramadan the same as your state before Ramadan. Don't make your state after Ramadan before or like the state or similar to the state that you were in before Ramadan. Ramadan, as we know, and we've been hearing throughout, but as final reminders and advice, and inshallah, maybe we can even exclude the lesson for that. Or, you know, you can hear it from someone else, inshallah ta'ala, that we want to leave Ramadan much better and in a much better state than we entered it. You know, Ramadan, it should have an effect on us. And obviously, we don't lose focus of our main aim, which we heard in the first kind of few days and throughout the month as well. That is to attain taqwa. You know, that's why I, I, I really don't like using that phrase, Ramadan Muslims. But at the same time, it is something to think about. That we really, really don't want to be of those and like those who only worship Allah Azza wa Jal in Ramadan. And what I mean by worship, meaning only strive. Only push, only exert, only put effort in. Rather, we should be putting effort in throughout the yes, no doubt. Everyone, Sheikh, as you know, Ramadan comes, we all feel that hype. That's that's normal. Alhamdulillah, it's a great thing. Yani. We're, we're all motivated. We're all encouraged. Some of us are taking off the whole month of work. Some of us, the last 10 days, the last 10 nights, the and the likes. But the point is that, you know, we always remember that Allah Azza wa Jal 
or the same Allah that we worship in Ramadan is the same Allah that we worship outside of Ramadan. It's not like in Ramadan he's there and outside of Ramadan well Iyadu Billah he's not. No. That's why we always have to show him subhanahu wa ta'ala that we're putting in that effort. And that's a reminder subhanAllah I gave not long ago to you know this month is the month of forgiveness and this month is the month of mercy subhanAllah and so is every other month really yani. <laughs> Of course, from the mercy of Allah Azza wa Jal and the bounty and the grace and the forgiveness, etc., is that in this month, it's you know a great opportunity for us and He's blessed us in this month to just make it so easy. But my brothers and sisters, the opportunities are all there outside of Ramadan too. We have the opportunity to fast. We have the, you know, some of the ulama, they said about a hadith uh, where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, Man saama yawman fi sabilillah. Whomsoever fasts a day for the sake of Allah, in the way of Allah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will distance his face from the fire, sab'ina kharifa, 70 pretty much years. Some of the ulama, they said this hadith is actually referring to the fasts which are done outside of Ramadan. Some of the ulama even said about the gate of Ar-Rayyan for those who fast. They said that's, that's for those who fast outside of Ramadan because every Muslim fasts in Ramadan. Every single Muslim fasts in Ramadan. Of course, with the exceptions of the elderly and extremely elderly, the sick, the breastfeeding, maybe pregnant, etc., etc. The point I'm trying to say is that we have the opportunity. Allah has blessed us with days to fast outside of Ramadan. Allah has blessed us with the ability, especially those who have the strength, etc., to pray outside of Ramadan, yani the night prayers and the likes to read extra Quran, to memorize, to do all of these great deeds. For all the deeds you're doing in Ramadan, my brothers and sisters, no doubt about it, we all understand and we all appreciate the fact that in Ramadan we're going to increase, but continue to do them. And we know the hadith, Sheikh, as well, uh, you know, the most beloved deed to Allah Azza wa Jal is the small but consistent deed, as long as it's done consistently. Which is why even relating it to the Qur'an, which is the etiquettes of our topic today and the likes, you would prefer to read the page a day than to read one juz uh, the first day after Ramadan or the first day after Eid and then leave the Qur'an for the rest of the year. For be consistent, push hard my brothers and sisters, exert yourselves uh, and yeah, pretty much motivate those around you to do the same. Uh, attending lessons, doing this, doing that as we all know. And subhanAllah from the beauty of our religion is even if you were to motivate someone to do something such as these optional superiority actions etc. Even if they did it and you didn't but you were a means of motivating them, you'll get rewarded. SubhanAllah, like attending a lesson. You told a brother or a sister, let's attend this Friday night lesson. Then something happened and you couldn't. You get rewarded for your intention, but they went as well. You get rewarded for them going. SubhanAllah. And how merciful is Allah Azza wa Jal? Push hard inshallah ta'ala And as we approach the end of Ramadan You know we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to allow us to see the end of it And to accept because none of us is really guaranteed even the end of the night to enter the day. Ibn Umar's statement, radiyallahu ta'ala anu, إِذَا أَصْبَحْتَ فَلَا تَنْتَظِرِ الْمَسَاءِ وَإِذَا أَمْسَيْتَ فَلَا تَنْتَظِرِ الصَّبَاحِ If you wake up, don't even expect to make it to the night. And if you go enter into the night, don't even expect to make it to the morning. It's very important that we remain consistent. We have our eyes focused on the goal, the pleasure of Allah, and the acceptance from Allah Azza wa Jal and the likes. Sheikh, before you start, we've got a few comments. Brother Muhammad Khalid, barakallah fikum jami'an. Fika barakallah. Allah barak On TikTok, uh, daily Muslim quotes, oh, dear brother, beautiful Sheikh. May Allah bless him. May Allah bless you. Amen. All your good work. Good channel, the blessed, uh, the, um, the daily, daily Muslim, Muslim quotes. Yes. Beautiful channel. May Allah Azza wa Jal bless them. I mean, uh, and the for the brothers and sisters watching on TikTok, this is um, to watch the high quality stream, better quality, go to our YouTube page, <laughs> Al Bayan Radio Australia, to get the proper stream. In high quality TikTok, we're just sort of on the side. So if you want to watch the whole video in top quality, please subscribe to our YouTube, Albayan Radio. I think TikTok, TikTok's a work in progress. Yani. Work in progress, uh, yeah. Some of the brothers, Sheikh, they ask, you know, uh, maybe why are some du'at on TikTok and the likes? No doubt, uh, as we mentioned, and subhanAllah, I had a talk about this in Melbourne. The brothers and sisters can go back to that, where I said the deception of social media. And in reality, as we know with social media and the likes, it can be used for good and it can be used for bad. For brothers and sisters, everybody knows themselves and everybody knows that Allah is watching them. And Allah sees them and hears them and knows what they're doing. For this is just a reminder to myself first and foremost and to everyone that is listening to this. You know yourself and what you're doing on these social media platforms. If you're getting affected by either shubuhat, doubts, misconceptions, etc. Or shahawat, desires and the likes. For upon you here is to pull the plug. 
You know, don't, who, who are you running away from, Yani? You can't run away from Allah Azza wa Jal, which is why the famous quote from the Salaf, if you want to sin, then do it in a place where Allah can't see you. <laughs> you know, which is nowhere, of course, which is nowhere, Yani. Allah sees everywhere, He is everywhere, everyone, etc. The point is, anyway, with these social media platforms, Allah Azza wa Jal has made it easy, has facilitated for us to give da'wah through them. But if you yourself know you're getting affected, whoever you are, whoever you are, if you know you're getting affected, pull the plug. And get off it. We got some good feedback from uh, one of the sisters as well, reminding us that we're also on Facebook Live. So, Sister uh, Um Musa, she said, MashaAllah, Facebook Live is excellent as well. Allahumma, Allahumma ibarik fikum. She's right, we are on Facebook Live as well, yeah. ASWJ Australia. <laughs> so, uh, that's another avenue for, t- for you to watch. I think watch. we're just missing the Twitter, Allahu A'lam. Twitter, <laughs> a long story with Twitter. <laughs> Subhan, we'll leave it to another we'll day. We'll leave it to another day. <laughs> We were forced off Twitter <laughs> for reasons unknown to now. I didn't even know that so, one. So yeah, <laughs> Allahu alam. It wasn't very active anyway. <laughs> we'll get back to more comments. We've got more comments. Keep your comments coming on Facebook Live, ASWJ Australia page, YouTube, uh, um, Albayan Radio Australia, and also TikTok there, Albayan Radio Australia as well. Barakallah fikum. Fatfadal, Sheikh, the first one for tonight, inshallah. Yeah, bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbi man wala. Inshallah, we'll just have a quick overview. And just for the brothers and sisters that are wondering, ana alhamdulillah, we have been getting good feedback regarding this series especially. Uh, we also have many other series online. And as the Sheikh mentioned, Yani Masjid al-Azhar al-Bayan Radio, we've been uh, having the series on YouTube being uploaded, not just myself, Yani, the Mashaykh and the likes. A lot of benefit, inshallah. And also, I just wanted to mention, Sheikh, if you don't mind يعني, uh, the reason for the delay I wanted to mention yes, is because do. at Auburn يعني, we yeah. had Alhamdulillah some of our beautiful brothers there ASWJ Auburn where the <laughs> Sheikh is very active ASWJ Auburn yep uh, on Auburn Road for, uh, better known as Bukhari House to some the That's point it. is anyway it's not an adver- advertisement <laughs> the point is subhanAllah some of our beautiful brothers got together and they gave the gifts so what happened was at the beginning middle of Ramadan they gave cards to the boys and the girls the younger obviously children and the likes and even the teenagers, some of them, and if they were good, uh, pretty much they get their cards filled out. And at the end of the month, which is the last night, pretty much, or the second last night, uh, they give out the gifts to those to those children. And today, alhamdulillah, we did give out those gifts. And uh, I just actually put out a post, subhanAllah, not long ago about giving gifts. Wallahi, you know, giving gifts to others, my brothers and sisters, is from the greatest means of uh, uh, being happy yourself. And entering happiness into others and instilling that into others. 100%. And subhanAllah, we know from the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is he will gift and be gifted. Is he will gift and be gifted. And there is a narration and some of the ulama uh, differed regarding its authenticity. Some said it is weak. Where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it's attributed to him. He's said to have said, Tahaddu tahabbu. Give in or give gifts يعني, to one another and you will love one another. And that's the reality. For Alhamdulillah, the reason for the delay was that we were handing out those gifts. And this is another uh, another يعني, uh, point of emphasis how we constantly hear in the masajid how we do want the children there and we do love the children in our masajid. For brothers and sisters, sometimes you may hear from some mashayikh, some du'at pretty much about the children being in the masajid and sometimes it is better for them to be home. And if they're going to destroy the khushu' of the whole congregation, for example, or some of them, as we know, some of our children might be a bit hyperactive, <laughs> you know, a bit, a bit overly active. I don't know, Sheikh, maybe uh, if you have experience with that, I think you might. But <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> I think I'm a dead. lot of, <laughs> I think a lot can relate to that. For, subhanallah, some of them, you see them, Ya Allah, they're about to jump on the walls, on the roof and the like. So the point is that uh, if they're not going to be a burden to the congregation, to 100%. the imam and the likes, this we want them there. We want them there. We want them. Yeah. And these are our children. These are our younger brothers and sisters. These are, they're us, يعني, you know, subhanallah. Fa, we do love them there. And I just wanted to read Iterate that this was this is one of the examples how we do this. So for, the whole point was that we gave them the gifts and we told them they're gonna get the gifts if they're being good behavior, etc. Continue to come Fajr, Aisha in the masjid, and then Alhamdulillah we saw that great they were coming. Allahu yeah. Akbar. We're talking over 50, 50 kids, yeah. Oh, in some yeah. of the masajid, I've seen personally over a hundred kids. They're coming to fajr with their dads. Oh, they're coming to, you know, maybe not all of them, literally, but you know what I mean. They're coming to the masjid. This is what we want. We want to raise our families, our children in good environments. And this is why when we said Sheikh the other day, let your children see you in the house read Quran. Let your children see you in the house doing a bit of dhikr. If you're praying in the home, sit for a little bit. Don't just get up and grab your phones or whatever it is. Let them see you doing a bit of dhikr, a bit of you know whatever it is, and that way they get affected by that and Sheikh, we know uh, yep. sorry to cut you off there. we've got a few comments regarding this initiative Allahumma yep. barik what an amazing motive to be working on the youth of the ummah 
Sister Aisha says that's awesome. Giving them incentive is very clever. hundred percent, and that's that's from the Prophet yeah. Sunnah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Even to the adults, even the adults um, in psychology, we had something which we can leave to another discussion to more detailed, which is called positive and negative punishment, and also reinforcement and the likes. Where they do good, you give them something, and then there's another side which is if they be bad, and we all kind of implement this to some degree naturally. You don't got to go study a degree or anything for it. Yani they do, they be bad. You take away something. You take away or you know, things like this. The point is anyway that we love our children being in the masjid. 100%. And this is something that ev- no, sh- I, I'm sure when I say this, no sheikh sits in the masjid. <laughs> as some people make it out like this sheikh hates kids or <laughs> hates kids in the masjid. No, absolutely not. It's just that sometimes you might get some of the masjid or du'at requesting that the children, for example, remain near the parents or uh, maybe stay at home if they are causing too much of a burden and the likes. But we all got to be appreciative for the greater good of the congregation of the masjid etc alhamdulillah wallahi yani seeing the smiles on these boys and girls and we, they, the brothers took a few photos inshallah when they send them over we can upload them but wallahi it's just such an amazing thing and I, I call everyone to try to do that if they have the means financially which is another point too sheikh you know like a kid you don't even need to give him much you wallahi you give him a lollipop <laughs> In a time they didn't expect it, and you'll see the smiles on their faces. Uh, wallahi, amazing, subhanAllah. Uh, the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he used to even do this with some of the grown-ups, yani, the companions, where when it came to certain actions like going out for the sake of Allah, he would remind them of the booty and the likes. So the point is, these are methods of encouragement, of motivation, which I highly advise all the brothers and sisters to implement with their children, and also the mashayikh and du'at to implement in their centers. And it, it, it's honestly something which we see works. It's, it's there. You see the kids happy to come. Like, for example, I forgot which masjid it was, but I, uh, you know, if you have that extra finance, for example, or people willing to donate, if you can get them even maybe uh, gifts that are worth a bit more, maybe just for example... The boys that attend maybe 20 days out of 30 Fajr in the masjid in Ramadan with their fathers, for example, they get a skura at the end. Imagine that. They'll, I'm telling you, like, forget 20 days, they'll come the whole 30. And then you'll probably get a few calls if you're sick on just that last day. Just to make sure day. they get the skura. <laughs> just to make sure. Yes, of course, we remind them that they're doing it for Allah That's Azza wa Jal. That must be That's the first import, primary intention. Except, but children are children. And we need to treat them like that as well. And we need to treat everyone according to their uh, status and the likes. And this is a great method and means of... Um, of pretty much encouraging and motivating. For inshallah, we'll get into the points just as a quick recap. And inshallah, maybe we'll just uh, make it a bit shorter, Sheikh, today. Maybe one or two points. No uh, the points which we've discussed previously, and we will be continuing this series for inshallah. those who are asking, inshallah ta'ala. We have about another two or three lessons after this. Uh, the first one we spoke about was to be sincere, etiquettes. The second is touching only on purity. The third is facing the qibla when reciting. And for those who hadn't, have heard the previous uh, lessons and the likes and want a bit of emph- or uh, kind of extra emphasis or extra details uh, information about these points you can go back inshallah to the previous episodes because we did discuss these in a bit more detail the fourth one is removing any distractions and uh, the fifth one is beautifying the voices when reciting uh, and I'll put in brackets here just as a reminder even if you don't feel like you have the most beautiful voice you know I'm sure some brothers they might uh, think to themselves that they have the uh, a more beautiful voice than what they do and some brothers might just think Allahu A'lam what they think the point is that the sunnah is to try your best to beautify the voice the sixth is to implement the rules of tajweed and makharij for those who aren't too familiar with that once again you can go back inshallah to the previous lessons the seventh is to contemplate upon the meanings the eighth was to remain silent when listening to the Quran the ninth is acting upon the Quran the tenth is remembering the Quran the eleventh was not to say I forgot part of the Quran or the Quran or a verse and the likes but rather say I was made to forget and today we'll begin inshallah ta'ala with just a point which is to seize every single opportunity that you have to recite the Quran you know last lesson we did speak about as I said remembering the Quran trying your best not to forget it and the likes but we also need to put effort for that we said and we mentioned last lesson that it's, you know, the Quran will leave you, you know, quicker than an, a, a camel pretty much. Imagine a camel in the desert when it's tied. And then let's just say you annoyed that camel now. That camel just wants to run away or whatever it is. So you untie that tie or that whatever it is. And then they, you'll see the camel going as quick as it can running. For the Quran will leave you quickly, my brothers and sisters, if you're not keeping your tongue moist with its recitation and with the remembrance of Allah and the likes. It's just like anything, even in the dunya. You know, Shaykh, I remember... 
for some of the tests, right? And the exams for uni, specifically, I'm speaking about psychology here and really everything else. I remember some of us used to leave the revision and the studies to the last day. I'm pretty sure we can all relate to that. Where some, even Islamic content and knowledge, sometimes I used to be with some brothers, though they wouldn't revise throughout the year, maybe, or they wouldn't revise throughout the semester. So, what would happen, subhanAllah, they would leave the, the, the studies or the revision for the last day or two. They'll try to take in a semester's work, a year's work in a night or two. So what would happen is that they'll do the test. Sometimes they would pass, subhanAllah. They would pass or just pass or even maybe get decent marks. But then after that, by like a week or two, you ask them about that content which they had passed through or with or the same questions they won't be able to answer. The Quran shouldn't be like that. It, this is the same or similar, yani obviously on a lesser degree, to Ramadan. We don't want it to be, we recite Quran so we can pass Ramadan and then we leave. Yeah, we, we, leave, leave it, yeah. we leave. No, it shouldn't be like that. The Quran needs to be constantly recited, revised, etc., to retain that information. And as I said, part of that, part of retaining and helping something which will help you to retain, is to seize every opportunity, even lying down. And that's a point in and of itself. We mentioned some of the misconceptions we'll get to. This is one where some people, they think they can't recite Quran lying down or if they're on their backs or something like this. And this isn't the case. We know the Prophet wasallam. he used to recite Quran when you, he used to have his head on the lap of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, her, uh, uh, our beloved mother and the mother of all the believers. The one that doesn't take her um, as a mother, Allahu a'lam. <laughs> you know, this individual, wallahi, he is the one that is in loss. Our beloved mother Aisha, who the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam used to love so much, so much so that he desired and wanted to in his final moments and final days to go and be at her house. And all the wives of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the mothers of the believers, all of them knew that. And they allowed that because they knew how much he loved Aisha, the daughter of Abu Bakr, radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. Uh, wallahi, unbelievable status. Yes, and I do have Sheikh the talk as well, which I gave here, Belmo. Yes. Uh, I think it was the virtues of Aisha, something like this. It's on YouTube as well, inshallah ta'ala. For the point is, he had, he had his head on her lap and he was reciting Quran and not just on her lap while she was in a state of menstruation. And he was reciting Quran. For those brothers that and sisters that believe, yani, oh, I have to be sitting, I have to be upright. Of course, you want to show the utmost respect when reciting Quran and the likes. But that's the point. It's not disrespectful to recite the Quran when lying down. Allah Azza wa Jal, he says, Those who remember Allah standing, standing and also sitting and also on their sides for subhanallah يعني, we should try our best to remember allah and what greater remembrance than reciting his book his words subhanallah for we should try our best to constantly be in a state of reciting the quran remembrance of allah keep your tongues moist my brothers and uh, my sisters and that's another point so firstly we spoke about now just quickly lying down or sitting for example or um, lying on your backs when reciting and also since we did mention sheikh that that the athar or that hadith about him reciting sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Quran in the lap of Aisha whilst he had his head there we also uh, uh, mention another misconception and this is based off obviously some of the opinions of the ulama and the majority actually said regarding a lady menstruating they said that she's not allowed to recite the Quran and wallahu a'lam the ulama uh, the muhaqqiqun many ulama also said even though they weren't the majority that it is allowed for a lady to recite the Quran while she is on her menses but of course she should not touch the mushaf she should not touch the mushaf without a barrier while she is in that state of menstruation but if a lady is menstruating is on her monthly cycle and she wants to read quran she's allowed to read quran inshallah ta'ala and of course there's a legitimate difference of opinion here and of course as always brothers and sisters we respect that all those differences of opinion major ulama said with this opinion and major ulama said with that opinion but we previously did mention that just quickly in case anyone was wondering that we shouldn't recite quran whilst we're in a state of uh, major ritual impurity junub so some people might wonder you know what what's the difference then as some ulama tried to make a correlation or uh, connection between the two the difference is as some of the ulama scholars mentioned that regarding the state of major ritual impurity this individual can remove that at any time by going and having a shower ghusl whereas the state of menstruation the sister is not able to for some of the ulama they said do we say to the sisters they're not allowed to recite the quran for sometimes possibly up to 15 days 
maybe just to be under that less than that more wallahu a'lam the point is inshallah ta'ala it is allowed for a lady to recite the quran while she's uh, menstruating but as we said they should not touch the they should not touch no, the actual obviously mushaf. when they have nifas postnatal bleeding it's for 30 40 days exactly so. subhanallah 40 yeah and even i think the shafi'iyah said 60 days it can reach up to uh, so the point is exactly for inshallah ta'ala it is it is allowed but as we said we should always maintain the utmost respect with the book of allah do not touch it in this in this state if possible especially uh, without a barrier yani. and subhanallah another point I, I wanted to mention regarding seizing every opportunity is in for example Munjid al-Muqri'in by uh, Al-Imam Ibn al-Jazari he mentioned an athar beautiful wallahi yani, showing us how much they used to really my brothers and sisters want to recite want to be with the Quran, want to utilize the opportunities of being with the Mashaykh and those Qurra and those who were known and are known and are known to be reciters, we see that they used to seize every opportunity, even to the extent, my brothers and sisters, they would literally, when going to a Aza, if they knew there was a Sheikh there, or when going to a Janaza, if you'd like to say, they're going to bury someone. And if they knew there was a Qari there, Someone who could really correct their recitation or advise them or listen to them to give them feedback and constructive criticism and the likes. They would even try their best to even seize this opportunity where they would recite on that sheikh, on that qari, etc. And we saw this. We'll be walking to the masajid and there's brothers running to the sheikh trying to recite. Walking back from the masjid, there'll be brothers running to the sheikh trying to recite. I mean, literally in every opportunity they could. For this is how much they wanted to have that connection with, uh, with the Qur'an. Uh, and, and, and wallahi, there's so much to say about these topics, subhanAllah. Another one is that utilize the mashayikh. When you recite, my, <laughs> when you recite <laughs> my brothers and sisters, you want to make sure and ensure you're reciting correctly. Obviously, that's from the etiquette, and that's what we mentioned in some of some of the points. And the only way you can do that is off reciting on someone, reciting to a sheikh, and getting him to give you that feedback, give you that constructive criticism, uh, and the likes. Sheikh, do we have any uh, anything you'd like to mention or add? Oh, you pretty much summed it all under that point. Beautiful point. Allah The next one, inshallah, we'll move on. And maybe we can even end with this point, which is utilizing the siwak and or cleaning the mouth when reciting. Uh, some of the ulama, they regard, regarded it as a sunnah to actually clean the mouth with the siwak whilst reciting uh, the Quran. And, Shaykh, uh, uh, yep. for those who don't know what the siwak is, can you just explain it briefly? The siwak, uh, we, we, we generally see it as yani, like the tooth stick. If you, you want to get into the, the, the fine, the, the fine do- details, uh, there's the arachtri. Uh, the scientific name, the Salvador Pasekas. <laughs> I don't think anyone what wants to hear that. that again? Sorry, can you say it again? <laughs> if I remember th- this correctly, which I think it was almost 10 years ago, I had memorized, you know, with my uncle Faiz, the Sheikh, yeah. Allahumma barik lahu, yes. uh, from Kulliyot al Hadith. I think he yes. graduated in 1997. For he used to tell us we used to memorize anything and everything. We used to memorize, yani, if we'd say something, we'd want to memorize it. And I remember he tried to instill that in the boys too, which was a great, obviously, trait, yani, to memorize and, and things like this is great. For I remember he used to actually request from us to memorize some of the scientific names of certain things. You know, like, for example, you got a fish. I'm not the most knowledgeable with these topics. The point is, you got a fish, uh, any type of fish. It's got a normal name, and then it's got some scientific name that no one will know it through. <laughs> or, for example, the tree, the same thing. For generally, we know it as the arach tree and the scientific name they refer to as the Salvador Pasekas. Maybe one of our listeners can look that up inshallah and tell me yeah, if it's, yeah, if, it's uh, if it's if it's if my memory <laughs> isn't deceiving me. But the point is anyway, uh, this tree, even Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, this is the tree that Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu was climbing actually when his shin his shin was shown and he was known to be a, a skinny man. And the companions, some of them laughed and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he said, Are you laughing at the shin or the calves of Abdullah? By the one in whose hand my soul is, they will weigh heavier on the scale on the day of resurrection than the mountain of Uhud. Yani Allahu Allah Akbar. Akbar. Allahu Akbar. For the point is anyway, the Iraq tree, uh, you know, we know it as the tooth stick. I'm sure inshallah everyone knows the siwak. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa used to love it. He used to love using it. Even as we were just mentioning his beloved Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. At the time of his death, whilst he was in her house, on her lap. Uh, lying down, uh, she saw her brother Abdul Rahman walking, and he had the siwak in his mouth. And she says she saw, you know, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam's eyes looking, looking at it. So she knew he wanted it. Subhanallah. Fa she said to him, pretty much, do you want it, Ya Rasulullah? He gave the nod of approval. He did, and then she took it. 
She began to chew it, to soften it, and she gave it to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And we all know the narrations regarding that, like the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He says, "Laula an ashuqa ala ummati la amartuhum bissiwaki inda kulli salah." And in one narration, wudu that if I didn't find it hard, look at look at how the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was a mercy yani, to mankind. And how much he, he, he loved us. He didn't want to burden us with anything. He says, if it wasn't uh, that I had found a hard on my ummah, I would have commanded them to use the siwaka every prayer. And in one narration, riwayah version of every wudu. And there's many virtues of, of the siwak. Some are authentic and some are also weak. Uh, the point is some of the ulama, they referred to it or regarded that as uh, mustahab, as a sunnah, yani Sheikh, to utilize that. Sheikh, regarding that, one of the sisters... Or his brother, trying to read the name there. Uh, it says, Subhanallah, it is the correct botanical name. Jazakumullah khairan. Whatever you Allah said. Allah Sal- Salvadora. What is it? <laughs> Salvador Pasekas. Pasekas. Okay. I think, did, did they mention botanical? Botanical, yeah. That one, uh, botanical? Oh, botanical, okay, botanical. botanical yeah, Maybe botanical. Botanical, yeah. Yeah, I think botanical. botanical. Is it, if it's with a P, I'm not sure if that's uh, B, a B, word. B, okay, B. botanical, yeah. Jazakumullah khaira. Yeah. I, I thought maybe my memory was the same. Maybe I'm not getting that old yet. <laughs> so, subhanAllah, the siwak is, you know, it's something, as we know, that has a high status in Islam. And unfortunately, we see it Allah and we hear it Allah, you know, brothers, unfortunately, mocking these kind of sunan. And even though they may not intend it, some brothers will be like, oh, this and this is happening and you're sitting there speaking about siwak. Yeah, we are speaking about siwak. What's the issue? Did the Prophet wasallam not speak about it, not discuss it, not command certain times and certain things? For sometimes, unfortunately, brothers and sisters, you may hear some and unfortunately, we may even fall into it. Allah protect us. We hope Amen. that we're not from those who fall into it. But the point is sometimes there may be comments which are made which are in reality, in reality mocking. And we shouldn't do that. Like, oh, this is all happening in the ummah and this guy or this sheikh is focused on a siwak. Yeah, because the Prophet wasallam is the one that focused on it. But there is no really, there's nothing small, insignificant that the Prophet wasallam said. Wallahi, every single thing the Prophet wasallam mentioned is significant for us and should be spoken about at all times. Even, uh, I think it was Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. He said when the, when, when the Jewish individual told him, he ended up replying to that Jewish individual said, yeah, he did teach us everything, even how to go to the toilet. For everything is significant. For when it comes to the siwak, as we said, uh, it is a great sunnah, as we know. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned very, uh, uh, many virtues regarding it. Even athar from the companions, such as one on Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu, where he says, And some of the ulama once again classified this as weak on Ali, but the point is the meaning is still there, that your mouths are pathways to the Qur'an or of the Qur'an, so beautify them. And the actual word, yani, uh, is like perfume them almost, you know, with the siwak. And you make them smell better and, uh, and the likes. And uh, there's a lot regarding this as well. I'll just mention uh, what Ibn Abidin, uh, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions regarding the siwak being a sunnah. And not just a sunnah, a sunnah mu'akkada. An emphasized sunnah. And he mentions some of the times it's actually a sunnah to use that sunnah, which is the siwak. He says when your teeth, for example, become yellow, it can help with that. When there's a smell, it can help with that. And uh, we're even allowed to use that whilst fasting. Even though some ulama, they regarded that as disliked, but the correct opinion, inshallah, is you can use it. And there's no problem at all times. And also he mentions, apart from those two examples, when reading, when reading Quran. Father Siwak is a great sunnah and we should try our best to utilize it. Uh, questions which there's a lot usually regarding this this topic. One of the main ones is what about brushing your teeth and the likes? And we're not talking about the fiqh ruling for fasting, but brushing your teeth, as many ulama, they said from them in our modern day, Ulama, may Allah Azawajal have mercy on him, Ibn Uthaymin. He mentions that, yes, brushing the teeth with toothpaste, with a normal toothbrush and toothpaste, takes the means. And he mentions a beautiful statement here from the fiqh, on his, his understanding. He says it's not about the tool. It's about, you know, the, the end result pretty much, which is cleansing, purifying the mouth. We know the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, As-siwaku mataharatun lil-fam, mardatun lil-rab. The siwak is a purifier, a cleanser of the mouth, and also... Uh, pleasing to the Lord, pleasing to the Lord. He does mention Ibn Uthaymin, amongst many other scholars, that the toothbrush and toothpaste do take the, the position of the of the siwak. Yani. But the point is, my brothers and sisters, try your best to beautify uh, uh, yani, uh, your, uh, or, or perfume, if you'd like to say, to cleanse and purify your mouth. And inshallah ta'ala, with a, with a good intention, you will be rewarded for that. That's for all times as well, especially re- reciting the words of Allah, attending a halaqa of Quran, attending the masjid, 
Jum'a, Eid, for the brothers especially leaving their homes to use perfume. And, you know, for everyone who does come across you and to smell a pleasant That's smell right. from yeah. you. And that is from um, the sunnah, yani. of course, of course to, to, to really emphasize and show a lot of attention to our our cleanliness, you know, both physically and the likes, yani. and more important than the physical is the cleanliness and purification of the heart, of course. But the believer tries his best to, uh, uh, you know, uh, purify himself inwardly and outwardly. Sheikh, we got a question here. I think you did answer about Sadaqallah al-Azim. Oh, that's going to be in the next lesson, inshallah. Yes. But as I think I mentioned it briefly, and I did last lesson, if I recall correctly, that Sadaqallah al-Azim should not be mentioned after the ending of the recitation of, of the Qur'an. And inshallah, next lesson we'll be discussing that, maybe even next week, Sheikh, um, obviously uh, after Eid, inshallah ta'ala. We'll continue we with regular that. programming and we'll finish this series. Inshallah ta'ala. Okay, Sheikh, continuing. Uh, what's our next point? Uh, I think, Sheikh, maybe if we can leave it to uh, next, time? next time, inshallah, we do have... Uh, uh, a lot more to talk about and discuss but inshallah ta'ala we can leave it if there are comments you'd like to uh, there's, there's some useless comments but people trying to cause fitna as always in a TikTok crowd <laughs> uneducated people thinking they know Islam um, since you dropped Aisha's name anha, they started making uh, how can you say Wallahi, yani, no uh, knowledge about Aisha only a, only a believer only a believer loves Aisha and only a hypocrite would hate her Radiallahu ta'ala anha. When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked, you know, from a male companion, he was asked, who is the most beloved to you? He said, Aisha. Uh, but ya Rasulullah, pretty much, I'm asking about the men. He was hoping it would be him. Who is the most beloved to you, ya Rasulullah? Her father. Subhanallah. Radiallahu ta'ala anhum okay, From the good question, Sheikh, we'll open it up to other questions. Inshallah, we can take a few. daily Muslim quotes again. Barakallah feek, uh, brother Nidal. May Allah accept all the good work you do. And may Allah accept your work. I think Sister Amira here, what do you think about young Muslims starting to date, uh, getting more normalized? That's a good question. Starting to date? Dating and, yeah. and it's become more normalized. In, in At the end of the day, um, something very important from that question is, it's not about what I think, Yani. It's course, not yeah. about, which obviously we understand the sister's intention, obviously. Mm. But the point is, just to clarify, uh, uh, it's not about what I think or what anyone thinks. It's about what we were told from Allah Azza wa Jal and what the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came with in the Sharia in reality. Dating obviously has different forms. And if I'm thinking, you know, what, what the sister is thinking also by asking that question, really all of them are impermissible. All of them are impermissible. And unfortunately, today we have another phenomenon, which is the uh, halal dating and, uh, I don't know, online dating and dating with guidelines. All of these things in reality, from what I've seen, to my knowledge, is not permissible, yani. And there's always something which goes against Islamic teachings with them. For at the end of the day, put it like this. The Prophet wasallam said, there is no man and lady, obviously not being related, non-maharim here. There is no man and lady that are together alone. Without a mahram or anyone, except that shaitan is the third present. That alone ends the discussion in reality. Yani. Shaitan being the third present, for that alone ends the discussion. Because I don't know how they could possibly be dating, except that they're going to be alone or you know, speaking. Because a lot of people, they think that alone, yani, only in person. Not even discussions, even you know, uh, groups or whatever it is, texting uh, on the phone, for example. And uh, especially late nights and all of these things. So at the end of the day, Wallahu ta'ala a'la wa a'lam to my knowledge and the way I'm thinking of the word dating here, uh, I don't see how it could possibly be halal uh, what some of these brothers and sisters do. And as for, as for the, 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 the cure to this, how to deal with this and how to face this, Wallahi, that needs, uh, I think, a bigger discussion, uh, which inshallah, you know, what possibly we can discuss. Inshallah, bi'ithnillah. Um, Sheikh, if I eat something unintentionally, do I still make up the fast? And I think they sh they sent the question unintentionally three times. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so if we'll someone once, eats inshallah. and <laughs> if someone eats and drinks unintentionally, I actually just had on my Instagram a short clip regarding that. Subhanallah. <laughs> this is why, wallahi, it's always good to go back to basics. Always, 100%. always, um, you know, Wallahi is so important to go back to basics. For if someone eats and drinks unintentionally in the day of Ramadan. Uh, then here he does not have to make up his fast. He does not have to make up his fast. The hadith says, for it is Allah who gave him food and drink, uh, yani food to eat and obviously drink to drink. For the one that eats or drinks unintentionally in the days of Ramadan, he does not need to make up the fast. Uh, but here, just keep in mind, brothers and sisters, that when we say 
ate or drank unintentionally. It's not wallah he had a mouth. He, he had a few bites, sahih, unintentionally. And then he, he had another, for example, mouthful. And he remembers his fasting. Then he continues that meal. No. Yani, finish the burger. As soon as he remembers, if he does have anything in his mouth, he spits it out and he continues the fast as normal. And another point is if you see someone... If you see someone that is meant to fast, eating and drinking unintentionally, then it is upon you to remind them. Excellent. Barakallah fiqh, dear Sheikh. Wa fiqh, barakallah. Okay, let's go to this one. Um, Assalamu alaikum. Brother, why do we celebrate Eid on a different day? Turks are on Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as, as we know, our Turkish brothers, they follow the, the country. So they're always going to follow the country, regardless of where they are. Uh, that's another issue. Um, we ask Allah that He unites us, all of us fasting on one day, Amen. and we'll leave the that discussion to to the end. The last Inshallah. Point. Let's see Inshallah. anything else. Um, uh, that's that's about it, dear Sheikh. Well, yeah. I think we'll just wrap up. Um, uh, here we go. What is the best way for a female to seek knowledge if she cannot travel overseas without a mahram? We've discussed this a few times. Maybe just some quick advice, please, Sheikh. Sheikh, where, where did you? If you want to just remind the sister and yeah, the, in, in the last two programs, uh, we discussed it um, about seeking knowledge in the previous podcast. Uh, advice for seekers of knowledge, and also um, uh, advice to those who want to travel overseas. So you can go back to them. Uh, inshallah, we discussed about sisters uh, seeking knowledge. Another question here on uh, YouTube. Assalamu alaikum. My sister, I think. Subhanallah, I wish uh, I will miss Ramadan night on Al Bayan Radio. May Allah bless all the Mashaykh that were involved. It's more of a comment. I, I have Al Bayan Radio always on. Barakallah fiqh, dear sister. Inshallah, these programs will continue. Maybe not nightly, but regularly for Ma'adi Mashaykh. Pretty much uh, uh, regularly every month, they'll be on at least once. Um, in the radio station ta'ala. so stay tuned for more information we'll share it with you as soon as it is finalized okay Sheikh, today's the 29th so we, this may be the last day because we're going to fast yeah. tomorrow Thursday then potentially moon sighting at night potentially uh, by 10 o'clock there will be an announcement or by the evening there will be an announcement so if the moon is spotted let's just say That's locally it. or regionally then Eid will be the following Eid day. is the next day, day, which is Friday. That's right. If it's not spotted, if it's not seen, we fast. Then the we finish day. Ramadan thirty days, yes. and Eid will be on. That's right. Saturday. And and some people, uh, you know, how do we know that a new month has entered? Just quickly, one yes, of the ways perfect. is by sighting the moon on that 29th night. If the moon is sighted, خلص, that means the new month enters. And the second way is if it's not sighted for whatever reason. Uh, then we move on to the completion of that month for 30 days. Excellent question, Sheikh. Will there be tarawih tomorrow? Good question. Yeah, um, there is going to be tarawih tomorrow, inshallah, ta'ala, across the centers, and I'm assuming across everywhere pretty much. And the reason for that is because the moon usually will not be sighted except after the tarawih. So, for example, just to make it clearer, right now, for example, we're breaking our fast about 5.30. 5.30. It's highly, 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 highly unlikely that the moon is going to be sighted, for example, before 7 or 7.30, which is when we start tarawih usually. So, we'll we will be praying tarawih and then after that if there is news obviously that news will be announced so yes there will be tarawih and some of the brothers um, constantly ask but how, what about if it is Eid even if it is Eid it's not a problem it's not a problem you know we pray tarawih and there's no problem with that even on days outside of Ramadan sometimes the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had prayed at, uh, uh, the night prayer in jama'ah so there isn't a problem with that inshallah ta'ala it's not like it's not accepted or anything so inshallah khair yani. And Sheikh, maybe some advice for those brothers and sisters with the Eid shopping and uh, what should they wear on Eid. Yeah. And for brothers and sisters, yeah. we've got to be clear. Because yes. in previous years, we've addressed the issue of brothers not dressing appropriately. Yeah. Uh, here, uh, Eid shopping, you know, you can really discuss this from multiple angles. One of them is without Israf. Don't be spent with brothers and sisters. Spend what you have. Don't spend, exactly. Spend what you have, Yani. Spend what you're able to. Don't waste. Don't be extravagant. You know, you're not, you don't don't try to please others. Don't try to, you know, go excessive, in, or, you know, to excessive kind of um, uh, length to, to dress up your children for $500 shoes, for $500 shirts and pants. And I, I, I strongly advise against this. From that perspective, that's clear. Secondly, as well, be very careful not to anger Allah Azza wa Jal the same day, the same day, or the day after. You just have had the month of forgiveness, of mercy, of striving. You know, subhanallah khaliq, don't uh, try your best not to 
how do you say subhanallah yani uh, pile up those bad deeds right after ramadan especially the time you should be on the pump and you should be on the high and now you're putting yourself back on that subhanallah for, for i advise be very careful and as you mentioned sheikh beautifully that's to the brothers and the sisters too firstly firstly cover your aurat cover your aurat don't go and wear short shorts for the brothers yani we know musa alayhi salam he used to not even want any of his skin to be shown as much as he could hide he would try to hide his skin alayhi salatu wasalam i'm not saying that everyone has to do that but the point is at least what we have to do is cover our aura uh, for the sisters, likewise, covering your aura isn't just literally covering it with a cloth, for example. Be careful of not showing the shapes of the bodies. Be careful of not wearing that which is going to turn the eyes to you and things like this. But there's a lot of lot of lot of advice really you can give. Um, at the end of the day, these are months of enjoying, or these are days, sorry, of enjoying ourselves, of eating, of drinking, etc. But at the same time, we need to always ensure we are living by the law of Allah Azza wa Jal. We are living according to His commands and His prohibitions. And I just want to reiterate the point that we've alhamdulillah done a lot this month inshallah i'm sure everyone has and everyone listening to this has we've done a lot this month may allah accept from us once again that's the main thing but do not exit ramadan and then in the first few days after ramadan you're going back to the way that you were possibly before ramadan or you know you're just you know living pretty much uh, an un-islamic life barakallah fikri shaykh now um for eid prayers um a few quick announcements before we wrap up um, obviously, when the Eid is 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 called uh, Eid prayer, there will be Eid prayer at Bankstown or Louisa Reserve, the Velodrome, um, at Bass Hill, uh, for those in that area. Um, also, um, Campbelltown at the Minto Netball Minto Netball Courts, and also Liverpool at the Whitlam Centre, and also in Liverpool uh, in Campbelltown. I think we mentioned Campbelltown. We mentioned Liverpool at the Whitlam Centre. And also Wollongong at the Sports Hub. So for more information, you can get in, to EdenThePark.com or EdenThePark.org.au or visit your your local centre or their, their Facebook page uh, or just go to ASWJ Australia Facebook and you'll find the prayer details there. So there'll be Eid prayer at the Velodrome in Bankstown or Louisa Reserve, the Whitlam Centre in Liverpool, Campbelltown, Minto Netball Courts and also in Wollongong at the Sports Hub. Barakallah fikum, dear brothers and sisters, for being with us. Sheikh Khaled, any final words? Uh, just regarding the, the, the brother that made the comment about our Turkish brothers and the likes. Brothers yes. and sisters, no one wants to see you know, the Muslims disunited. 100%. Everyone wants to see the Muslims united and not divided. For, just keep that in mind, subhanAllah. For some of the brothers that are you know, making, if you're mocking comments, maybe about some of the you know, seniors or things like this, at the end of the day, just remember that I'm sure everyone wants to see the community united. But at the end of the day, sometimes you know, it's, it, it, they may get it wrong. You know, human beings and the likes, for whatever reason, and there are multiple reasons for that. But we ask Allah Azza wa Jalla at the end of the day to have mercy on us and forgive us, especially in these Amen. blessed nights, to make us from those whose necks are freed from the fire and to unite us on the truth. Jazakumullah khair. Well, yeah, Sheikh, uh, a comment about your beloved uncle. Salam. It was interesting to know that Sheikh, Fay- Sheikh Khalid is a nephew of Sheikh Fayez. Can we please see more? Of our original beloved Dai Sheikh Faiz. <laughs> Inshallah, we're, tr- we're working on it. <laughs> Allah barik fikum. The Sheikh, alhamdulillah, is doing a lot. Yani up in Young, especially. Alhamdulillah. And outside of Young, in you know, a neighboring like Canberra and the likes. For definitely, we all love to see the Sheikh and hear from the Sheikh and benefit from the Sheikh and his experience, his wisdom, and the likes. For just like uh, you mentioned, my beloved brother, we also mentioned we do hope to, inshallah, see a lot more of him. Inshallah ta'ala. Barakallah fikum, dear brothers and sisters. I'd like to thank our tech team for all their work that they all the work that they do and throughout the program as well. They show us some of the um desserts that yeah, they're the spoiled desserts. with. Did you see that? <laughs> I did, I did. We're here, you know, and you know, speaking and they're there having some desserts and fruit <laughs> bowls and coffee and Allah alam what else they're having in there. Barakallah fikum, dear brothers, for all your hard work and all the weight you've put on in this blessed month of Ramadan. Barakallah fikum wa jazakumullahu khairan. And until next time, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This program was presented by Albayan Radio, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.